Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. It's already yeah. over. We're done. It went by done. so fast. It really did. Like, oh my God. 2020 was here. Like it moved in. It brought its stuff. Like it had a toothbrush. It brought pets. Yeah. Like it, it changed and its Amazon it's... address to send packages here. <laughs> like 2021 just, I mean, 2020 just moved right in and fucking lingered. Like it lingered. Yeah, uh, it just bled into uh-huh. uh, 2021. And then 2021 was just like passing through. It was just like an Airbnb for the weekend. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was, it was a real drifter of years. It really was. Mm-hmm. He had a harmonica. 2021 had a harmonica and a package of chewing tobacco and a bindle. And that was really it. It was just moving <laughs> on. An old army jacket. Uh, just moving we, through. I, just hey. moving through. You know, not interested in yeah. setting down roots. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hi, everyone. Hello. Hello, everyone. Uh, we're not doing the regular intro. No, I don't know what we're doing. It's 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 you and me, and we just watched 2021. All right, we're done. Yeah, we did it. That's the intro. Listen. That's the intro, you, 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 you silly goose. Yeah. Listen, this is, uh, this is like a special. Mm-hmm. But unlike most specials, we're not like pulling out all the stuff. No, it's a special in terms of <laughs> how little we have to prepare. Yes. So it's special for us. It's I don't know. Maybe it'll be special for you. I don't. It'll be. I hope it'll be special for you. Yeah. It'll, Listen, it'll be. This a, comes out. It'll be a, yet another artifact of the pandemic. Exactly. This comes out on the. I believe we're gonna do this on the twenty seventh. Uh, okay. So this is end of the year. You will have already seen Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You might have already seen The Matrix. Entirely possible. But we, uh, we, will, we will cover that next week uh, because, you know, we're not, we're not fucking doing anything on the 25th and 26th. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm not recording a, a Matrix Resurrections we just watched on Christmas Day. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I might see it. Oh, I'm gonna watch. And enjoy I mean, it. It comes out, I think, that Wednesday. So I will have probably yeah. already watched the movie at least once by the time you're listening to this. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're, it, it, it'll, 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 we could pretend to review it if if you guys really want. Yeah, wowie! What a Matrix! Good. They yeah. sure did Matrix. And when Neo put on his sunglasses, holy shit! Very bold for all the explicit sex scenes. Yeah, there were so uh, many helicoptering dongs. Yeah. Helicoptering boobies. There was really just a lot of helicoptering. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the helicopters all had huge dicks. Yeah, they did. Just flopping down. It was a, it was a real, it was the real ground, confluence. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just dragging along the ground. They look like those refueling airplanes. Right. 
Turns out that was that was what the Matrix was this whole time. It was dicks. It was helicopters with dicks. Yeah. That ch- it checks out. If you go back and watch the previous ones, it's all there. More Transformers uh, should have dicks. Yes. Oh, yeah. It just, you know, it does the sound like Optimus Prime's like, roll out. And it goes like, rah, 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 and they like flip and from a, a dick. flip out of a semi truck into a person. And it's this dick is crashing into the earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It gets like stuck like a lawn dart. Because mm-hmm. they always yeah. dramatically like flip out of their vehicle modes into robot mode. Right. So it'd be great if like as they were transforming their enormous dongers like just planted into the ground like camping stakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, in no, spectacular. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're basically just going to do a little cleanup. You know, there were some movies that sort of uh, got lost. Uh, not many. Uh, not but too maybe many. That's also- yeah, not too well, many. Well, okay. Actually, there were many. It's just none that we care to go back and revisit. You know, like Cruella. I didn't see that. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a few. Jungle that... Cruise. There's a few that's just like, yeah. They're on my list. So, I'm not rushing to get to them. Yeah. What we want to do is we want to cover the, the stuff that we wanted to cover and just didn't have time for. We're going to try to avoid spoilers since we're talking about multiple movies at once. Yeah. Uh so you don't have to like skip around, but if uh, you know, I'll try to warn people if I accidentally am I about to spoil something. Uh so should we start should we start with um Fear Street, Tom? Yeah. It's actually three movies. Sure. It's it's actually three movies. It's really a mini series. Like, it's really a limited yeah. series, but uh, yeah, Fear Street came out in July. Who made Fear Street? Um, I asked. Oh, I forget. Googling uh, it. I forget her name. Uh, yeah, it's somebody that I, uh, uh, Lee Janik. Am I, am I saying that right? Um, Janie, they, Janiac, maybe? Janiac. They were the director of Honeymoon. That's right. Honeymoon. I really enjoyed Honeymoon. Oh, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen that. it in a while. Uh yeah, it it was a uh, it was uh from 2014. It was quite good. Uh what did you think of the Fear Street movies, Tom? Oh, I really liked the Fear Street trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I like it's <laughs> Me too. They um I think as a whole they're really good. Um uh as individual movies, I think the second one, the Summer Camp one was the strongest. Um although I I would agree with that. I thought part 3 I didn't really care about the old timey stuff. Uh, yeah, and it just it, at that point they had so much like cliffhangers and shit mm-hmm. from 1978 that like it did ultimately matter. Like they do explain mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, nothing was unnecessary. I just was like, "Come on, let's resolve this yeah. already." Yeah. And there's a little. Uh, there's a part in um. At the end of part three, without we we said we wouldn't spoil, so I'm, I'm going to try to speak delicately around it. But there's a part mm-hmm. uh, where they one of the one of the big reveal slash explanations they do was too close to the uh, the episode of The Simpsons where Bart witnesses the waiter get beat up by Freddie Quimby and has to testify that Freddie Quimby didn't do it because the reality is that the waiter was so clumsy he just kept stumbling into things and injuring himself. Oh, that's a good reminder. So, yeah, without okay, without spoiling much, I will say that one of the twists. Are you talking about the second one? I'm talking about the third one. Oh, okay. The reveal in the third one of 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 the of the truth about the witch. Right. 
and it's it, yes. it very much is the clumsy waiter. Like it's like okay, <laughs> yeah. I will I will say that that now that I'm remembering it because of course we haven't watched this in a while. Um, I didn't like some of the narrative choices they made. I felt like they cheated a little bit. Part two does that too, where uh, again with it's not as egregious as this, but we recently watched a movie called Perfect Stranger. Yeah. Uh, with Halle Berry. And they do a thing where the twist you could never figure out because the way they shot it is that they just cheated. And there's some stuff in this that I would argue is that where like a sequence is from somebody's perspective, but they make it seem like it's from somebody else's and they that somebody else has like scenes alone and stuff. And it's just like, I don't know, they, they, they play it real fast and loose. So you could never guess a lot of the twists. Mm hmm. Uh, like, I don't think this, this series was particularly cleverly written, I guess. I think it's amazingly executed though. Mm -hmm. That's, that is what it is. And then I love that every movie kind of takes an idea from the time, like the 1994 one is basically a scream style slasher. Yeah. Uh, 1976 is a Friday the 13th style. And then 1666 is like, it's like the witch, right? It's like a, yeah. Some more supernatural witchcraft one mm -hmm. and they managed to tie those themes together where it all makes sense which i thought was really cool yeah no it's a it's an it was an impressive accomplishment they were you know outside of the uh or any the the or not outside of them but like the the narrative weirdness notwithstanding they're fun movies <laughs> i yeah. really enjoyed watching them yeah because they they were incorporating a lot of stuff and then they did it pretty well which is me now praising the writing at the same time, like, yeah, I was surprised how well everything kind of meshed together, even though it really did feel like they were shooting for fun first, like before anything else. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I was. Uh, part of me was a little bummed when the 1994 one was like a, at first a scream style slasher. I mean, that changes very fast in that one. Yeah, <laughs> it uh, sure does. Yeah. But it, it like. I guess the, the one thing I want to say, and I, I think this is, I think you'd agree with me, is that if you're, if you've watched a lot of horror, the one thing this wasn't was scary. Uh, I don't think it's trying to be. No. I think it's trying to be like that, that type of scary that scares like young people because of imagery. But then like kind of if you're a horror veteran, it's, it's not going to do much. They're splatter movies, basically. Yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 that's, that's okay. They're like that's splatter thrillers. No, it's not a hit against it at all. I mean, they the the, the book series is a, a a horror thriller series for teenagers, so like that's perfect. It it needed to be that, right? Like that was the thing it yeah. should have been. If it was different, if it was like a slow burn, like meditative horror series, then it would have been been wrong. That that's been not Fear weird. Street. Yeah. yeah, Fear Street's supposed to be popcorn horror, and that's exactly what this was. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I would say overall they nailed it. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I hope next year we get three more. I hope uh, they keep churning these fucking things out. <laughs> yeah. I didn't love them, but I, I, I sat and I was highly entertained. You know what I mean? I think like, I, I just, I really blew, th I blew through it. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I wa I was excited for the next one. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it wasn't my favorite. And it's more about the style of horror I don't particularly find that like the splatter stuff mm -hmm. slasher stuff it's sort of gotten very tired in my mind sure uh, and so uh, for yeah for what it was it was i thought glorious yeah 
Yeah, like I, I agree with all of those points, which is making me think. I think I kind of did love it. Like, yeah. Well, it's what you said. It's it's there's this is as good as a Fear Street could get. Yeah. Right? This is like ideal for a Fear Street adaptation. Yeah. This did what this was like. We were blue balled by uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. Boy, were we, man. Yeah. Just, and so just they took- swollen blue balls over that movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, like, this made up for it. It did. Yeah, it did. It was really cool. Um, yeah. A, a cool idea. It was well executed. You know, we said there was narrative clunkiness, but, like, who cares? It's a Fear Street movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a real who cares with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what did scare me, Tom? What's Are we done talking about Fear Street? We can move on from Fear Street, yeah. Uh, the Medium. The Medium. Oh, man. Folks, this is an Indonesian horror movie that's on Shudder. Uh, we talked about it. it was one of Dave's movies that deserve more hype um, about this lady who is a medium. Um, um, we come to learn that like her sister was initially selected by the goddess to be the medium, but like kind yeah. of kind of scammed her way out of it. So like her sister also, took it on instead. From the director of Shudder. Shudder. Can't, that's can't right. I, yeah, you anyway. can't. Yeah, I was trying to watch Shut Shutter. By the way, is the movie we were talking about. Uh, right. The original is not available to stream anywhere that I can. Oh, find. that sucks. Only the American remake with Joshua Jackson. <laughs> That's a real shame. <laughs> Shutter has, without spoiling it, it has one of both the funniest and the creepiest reveals in it, and it's the same reveal. <laughs> um, yeah. So the medium. So anyway. the medium. Yeah. So like, so this this medium lady, her her niece, her niece who is like a young adult. Um, uh, that sounds weird, but like uh, somebody in their early twenties. So <laughs> not, so not like an adolescent, not like somebody who reads young. No, adult but she novels. is a young adult. She She's is a young, young adult. adult. Yeah, yeah. who is kind of like doesn't believe in any of the faith stuff or whatever, uh, but starts to behave like she's possessed. So they think that she has been selected to be. Uh, a new medium by the goddess because like her mom was like her mom was supposed to be the medium um but as it turns out they uh, it's it's not what it seems uh right there was a uh, someone her like father died or uh, like it's like their uncle or something their uncle yeah and so they think she's being possessed by him right no they think she, okay At- that's right they're I think it's one of their brothers die. Uh, the niece had a real close relationship with the brother's son who had killed himself like a year or two before. So they think initially that she is being possessed by her dead cousin. Right. Because she had a romantic relationship. Or they suspect that it was romantic. Yeah. It's never. He hung himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's praying at the tree where he hung himself. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And then it, it eventually is revealed that that is not the case. Uh, without spoiling too, too much. Yeah. Without spoiling um, too, too much. But. Weirdly enough, none of this is spoiling it, in my opinion. It's all set. It's like the first hour. This is a real slow burn movie, but. Uh, it's extremely slow burn. But it really pays off. Like, there's there's a yes. moment in the movie you can, you can clock when this movie uh, changes gears. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's yes. A, a very it loud also, thing happens. It's also found footage. Yes. Um, or documentary. It's documentary. Like um, a faux documentary. Yeah. And I will say, they do they do explain everything, and without spoiling it, all it takes is the camera kind of panning over to something uh, at the last minute, and you're like, oh, sure. Like, they don't, they don't explain it exactly. It's just enough. Mm-hmm. They give you enough that you're like, okay, yeah. Uh but for me, Tom, uh, the 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 best part of this movie is, of course, the possession 
in that that girl's performance. Yeah, the actress's performance as the possessed niece is uh, very very creepy, and it doesn't. It does a little bit of like the the tropey like spider walking stuff, but she's she's clearly not a contortionist. It's much more ba- there's physicality to it, but it's much more based on her actual performance as an actress rather than like a gymnast or a contortionist. Yeah, here's what I here's what I compare it to is like you ever see a magician saw someone in half? You've seen it a million times, right? Yeah. But then, like, a magician comes along and they're like, no, this is how you do it. And they do, like, an amazing one where, like, blood comes out or, like, you know, they don't put them in a box, something like that. And you're like, wow, I've never seen it done like that. That's what I'd argue it is, is that she's doing all the things. Mm-hmm. She's doing the, oh, I have long black hair and I'm, I'm sort of twisty and I'm doing twisty stuff and my mm-hmm. eyes are rolling back. Uh, but it's just like she nails it. Yeah. She fucking nails it. And I, I think they probably augmented a little bit. Like, I think her eyes might have been augmented with CG a little bit. Probably. Uh, but it's mainly her performance. And yeah. it's so unnerving. Then they, the, the people who have seen it will know what I mean by this. The security footage sequence yeah. is absolutely... Uh, that just made me so uncomfortable. I, I yelled out loud when I was watching that. I was like, ah, fuck. Yeah. Ah, fuck. Like those things. And that's that's when the movie starts to <laughs> yeah. become something else. Become something else entirely. Yeah, like you think you've got the movie pegged down. And as soon as, when if you decide to watch it, it's a little over two hours. Like like I said, it, it's, yeah. it's a slow burn. So that first the first hour of this movie does move pretty slowly. It's, I would, it's, it wasn't, boring to me but fair warning uh but as soon as you hit the part where the documentary crew sets up security cameras in the house that's 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 it buddy (laughs) like that's that's when shit starts moving real fast because the thing about slow burns is that i like a good slow burn right yeah and like when a slow burn happens you have this thing in your head where you're like this better be fucking going somewhere um it needs to pay off yeah it, it needs to pay off so a movie like the witch like that's a slow burn that pays off that in my opinion also pays off without going over the top. Yeah. It's like still that, it's still pretty subdued even in its big big ending. Right. And so in order to be that subdued, it, again, it has to really pay off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what that did. This is the other side of it mm-hmm. where it's like okay, it's a slow <laughs> burn. And it's definitely going to pay off, but not in a subdued, subtle. No, way. it's going to. It's just going to become a different film, right? It's like you're. It's like if you were watching The Witch, and then all of a sudden, like um, Anya Taylor Joy turns around, and the guy from Disturbed kicks in the door and says, "Wow!" Like that's what <laughs> the medium is. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. And so it's it's still compelling in that first part because oh, yeah. they're doing like a character piece on this. On this uh, um, young woman. It, well, and on the aunt, too. The medium. And the aunt, the, the, yeah. the actual medium. Right. They're doing it like a documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they start following her around because something's happening with her. Um, so the idea is they were doing a documentary and then, yeah, uh, it changes to something else. And then it it, it becomes, a it sort of turns from a documentary to a found footage, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. where it's suddenly cameras shaking and running around and that sort of shit. And uh, all sorts of uh, all sorts of stuff. All sorts happens. of stuff happens. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to spoil it, but yeah. If you, but she is. 
the MVP. Like she is the she is killing it. I thought the the niece. And honestly, there's a there's a few like she's the the. They're all great. She, yeah, she's like the star performance because she's you know she plays the possessed person, so she gets to do the most like um the the biggest stuff. But like the whole cast is is pretty strong. Like there's there's like good acting mm-hmm. in this movie. And per- they do particularly they the, do the aunt, like the medium. Yeah. They do a thing that I think a lot of found footage or older, like when found footage started getting bad, uh, didn't do is they cast people who look normal, who look like humans and not actors. And for that reason, like the niece, this is her only film. And it was like, fuck, give her everything. Give her a Marvel film. (laughs) Like- Get, make this make this girl a fucking star and then a lot of the cast i'm looking at them now and they haven't done much at all because they just look like yeah, yeah. people in a documentary uh it's very effective uh very 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 fun film if you're if you're into horror across the board then you're definitely gonna have to pick this up if you're into slow burn horror you're gonna have to watch this possession horror um if you're into just like wild bullshit I guess skip ahead a bit. Well, you can't because you need all that context for the for That's the, true. For the to, movie for it to be good for the movie to really land the way it does because its ending is also like a man. Right. Don't want to spoil it, but that ending is very impactful. Uh, but it just, is. Just yeah, you're like, right. Just yeah, there's an emotional like yes. that's the thing. They don't throw away the film in the second half. No, no. Or they it doesn't become like just clown shit. Uh, out of control they actually there's still like an emotional arc there mm-hmm. i will say this movie is a little tragic um yeah especially if you uh really like dogs gonna throw that right out there uh dogs d- not a great situation for dogs mm-hmm. in this movie nope <laughs> that's a, i think that's a fair warning that's a fair which is funny because there's warning. another cute thing that i could warn about but don't i don't care do not <laughs> Do not. That's all they get. That's all they get. That's all they get. You've been you've been warned and you've recommended. Warned. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, speaking of batshit over the top, mm-hmm. uh, we should probably move on to our next movie. Right? Oh man, folks! VHS ninety four. VHS ninety four. The long-awaited new installment in the VHS horror anthology series came out this year. It was a Shutter exclusive, uh, and boy does it fucking go real hard! It's so so good. It's so much fun. Uh, yeah. It's. Uh, it, I'll I'll give it the same uh, uh, qualifier that we gave Fear Street. I don't think it's scary. But uh, it's not trying to be. But I would, yeah, I would also argue that most of the most of the uh, vignettes are not really trying to be. They're going for fun. Yeah, I would say the empty wake is the only one that's like it depends. Giving it a go. That's the Simon Barrett one. Yeah, Simon Barrett did the empty wake, which is more traditional. Uh, spook him up but i will say i watched this movie with marina and she was pretty she was frightened enough that she couldn't finish it um yeah i mean there's so some just, grotesque shit it just depends on what scares you and how like but but if like you're a big if you're a big horror fan or horror junkie the movie was not it's not going to scare you it's just a fucking blast <laughs> from start yeah. to finish i would have appreciated if one of them went for real 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 scariness uh, I, think what, I think that's what I think that's what Simon Barrett was going for in in the empty way. Yeah, that's true. The beauty of VHS is that you get a little 
for everyone. So you get grotesque body horror. Mm-hmm. You get like possession shit. You get f- horror comedy. You get actual like spooky horror. Uh, and this, yeah, this seemed to do. I think all of it. Should we go through them? There's of course Storm Drain. There's Storm Drain, which is like should be should be the viral that a little... sensation of the year. Honestly, it should be. That one goes for a little bit of spooky at first, and then it just <laughs> and then goes, goes out of full John Carpenter at the end. Yes. Oh my. Like it's goodness. very. It's a very it's they live beautiful. ending. I think. Um. But yeah, man, we you know I with we so. can't we can't really say anything about it without spoiling it but just that the very first segment of this film comes out swinging in such a fantastic way (laughs) that yes it yeah it's been it's been memed a lot if you're in horror if you're in horror social needs yeah that's not counting the framing device which is i i also think the framing device is underrated because they're doing it it's so campy it's so amazingly campy. It is. It's uh, the performances. Yeah, the, the uh, acting so is great. pretty shaky in the in the in the, uh, but the I think framing that's the device. Point. I think they did it intentionally, like a bad like indie, hor- like there's no way they weren't doing those performances on purpose. I thought the grave digger line. Yeah, remember? we need a grave, grave digger. digger. That's true. There's like, no way you deliver that line that way and not no. know you're being campy. Yeah, I think that I think they're going for camp for that, and I think it worked really, really well. Yeah, um, yeah, and so Storm Drain is a perfect tone setter. Yeah, it, it's straight out the gate. It lets you know that it's going to be a little spooky, but mostly it's just going to be fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be over the top and fun. It's wild to me that like I'm not there's you can't judge these, you can't compare them, but it's wild to me that the next one, The Empty Wake, is probably the most subdued one of all of them and it's not subdued at all and it's not subdued at all it's fucking over the top as shit but just because it's nestled in he's it's it's nestled in between like three other vignettes that are just full-blown maniac joy fests so it comes off as being muted when it is not muted at all no, this is the quaint one. Yeah, uh, that just takes place during a tornado. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it. This, I mean, it's a pretty classic horror setup. It's this lady who has to. There's an all night wake that she just has to kind of MC by herself, uh, and and there's a big storm outside, so like nobody's showing up. So it's just her in this casket in this funeral home, and right. that's a good setting for some spookum ups. And they do some stuff with it. <laughs> like I said, it is yeah. not muted at all. Um, it just it seems is. like it is because it's nestled in the middle of just these blazing heroes. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the cheapest one they made, but it's still not even cheap. Like, mm. there's still some practical some stuff shit. happens in it. <laughs> some shit happens. Um, oh yeah. man, I uh, I want th- one of the bummers about all these movies being like streaming exclusives is I want like a gorgeous dvd box set of these vhs yes. movies at this one in particular oh, they, might. they they still might i know they still might but like <laughs> i'd love to know all the yeah no they're talking about the dvd commentary actually that was someone was tweeting about that so there is going to be a dvd of it I, I do want like a full special edition yeah yeah I, that's uh, yeah with like making of and shit and like yeah and, like the i want the fear street movies on on blu-ray 
Yeah, but me that too. probably won't happen because Netflix doesn't really release any of its stuff except with a few notable exceptions like Stranger Things. And I think, I think like Mank, uh, right. I think like Scorsese and David Fincher have deals worked out where they can release their Netflix stuff on on disc. But otherwise, okay. we're just not going to get it, I don't think, which is a bummer That's because I want to have all these fucking movies in my collection. Me too. With all kinds of, of bone con. Yeah. Of special features. Got to get that bone con. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, anyway, the third, anyway, the the third subject segment is the is fucking the subject one. by Timo. Uh, I'm going to mess up his last name. Yeah, you are. Uh, Tajanto. He's the director of The Night Comes for Us. He works with uh, Gareth uh, Hugh Evans and the, the Raid guys, like that whole team of people. Yeah. I mean, most notably, he did VHS 2s. Yes, the uh, cult segment in VHS 2. Yeah. So, basically, it's that guy. If you watch VHS 2 and you know the cult sec- sec- segment, uh, you know that there's a lot of expectations on this guy. Yeah. And I would argue he delivers. Boy, does he deliver. <laughs> he He basically looked at the cult one and he was like, what if I don't do all the stuff in the first five minutes? And like immediately make it out of control. Like that's what it is. Is it just immediately the first shot is a man with uh, just a head and spider legs, <laughs> like freaking out yeah. and dying, waking up realizing he has spider legs and then freaking out and dying. <laughs> that's yeah, how it yeah, and starts. it only gets weirder from there. Yeah, basically it's 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 like a RoboCop situation. It's a man, a mad scientist making cyborgs. But they take that cyborg idea and they they ground it. And by grounded, I mean they make it incredibly grotesque and horrible to watch. Uh, it's like it, it's 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 very it's like kind of upsetting um, that like what he's doing to these people, and it's all from the point of view of one robot mm-hmm. who wakes up and was a kidnapped woman. And it's her story Don't as say a, the too police. Much. Don't say too much more. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just saying all the stuff that's like in the first act. That's essentially. fair. That's fair. And then the police raid. Yeah. And then the and then that's it. And that's all I am gonna say. Yeah. Uh, other than shit goes yeah, out shit of control. Goes, yeah, like, yeah. Like like his cult segment, like his action movies. Uh, yeah. It goes it goes hard. <laughs> if you know this director writer, you know exactly what yeah. you're in store. You know, for. you know what you're in store for. Um, it's it's delightful from start to finish. Absolutely. Uh, okay. All I don't right. I don't want to say any more about the subject. Um, we should talk about terror, <laughs> which is going to be hard to discuss be- without spoiling. So we'll just say, terror is my favorite. Terror one. might be. Th- I don't know if it's my. I go back and forth which one of these is my favorite segment of, of VHS ninety four, but terror is probably the best one. Yeah. Um. It's be- it's the it's the weirdest most cleverest combination of concepts. Yeah, uh, because it's it's basically what if blank did blank. Uh, I'll I'll fill out the first part of it. What if a racist militia did blank? Yeah, basically. So it's 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 uh it, it, it's it's a it's like a yeah it's like a nationalist militia trying to do some Kansas City or is that right? They're trying to do a domestic terrorism plot. I forget the where Timothy McVeigh. Yes, and the thing the they're gonna do the the, the thi- thing they're gonna do, their bomb is very interesting. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> yeah, 
It's a horror thing. You, you it's, we, yeah. we really can't say more without spoiling the, the no, delightful surprise fun. of it. But it's yeah, it's the best <laughs> segment probably. Yeah, it is. Also, because it's not a reveal, it's a slow realization. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's not like a twist at the end. It's, just, it's as you're, you you get clicks like about halfway yeah. through and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. They're not hiding it from you. They're just not bringing it up directly because why would they? And as you watch, you're like, oh, wait a fucking second. <laughs> um, and then shit goes wild. It is very funny. Yeah, it's, that's, uh, that, it's not scary. This is like the one. No. This is the segment... I think you're rooting for the the bad guy. Right, you're you're rooting for the horror element to yeah. wipe out all these bozos because of course you would be. But like it's it's the I think it's the only vignette in the in the movie that is meant to in my opinion be 100% funny. I think there's I mean there's still yes. horror in it and it, it you, 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 there's still like like ah moments in it but like mostly this is supposed to be funny <laughs> this is this is supposed to be joy yeah and it is <laughs> yeah i would argue and I, i've mentioned this to you before tom i think there is a theme in this of like cops america and like like this it felt uh, maybe it's just because it's on everybody's mind but it's a swat team that's the framing device. The movie ends with a millions of dead cops song. Um, Storm Drain is about like homelessness in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, the Empty Wake is the only one that doesn't quite fit. It's the outlier, yeah. Yeah, um, he's like a rich, powerful guy. I think the dead guy in the Empty Wake. I'm not sure. The subject is a SWAT team, and they're not seen as good. They're, and they're like this they're like is extra, also they're like an extrajudicial SWAT yeah. team. Yeah. And then in terror, the militia is getting help from like racist cops from too. one of well, I, I don't want to say it because that's of, that's a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but yeah, they're getting they're getting help from the cops, and so it's 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 very much commenting on what is currently happening in America. Without, I would say, without slapping you in no, the face with no, it. it's just kind of like has it, that element in it. Yeah, it's just sort of a it's a flavor to it. And again, not all of them fit that. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, I wonder if it's just a, like it was a coincidence where I, it's just like it might be, on all yeah. their minds. Cause I know that's how the first one was made where they just sort of let them do their own. Um, and it kind of sort of accidentally became about like toxic dudes. Was that the yeah, first yeah, one? Exactly. I think that is the first one the first. is definitely about, yeah, toxic dudes yeah. throughout. So again, it, it it's almost like a really good like barometer of like, Here's where we're at. It's like a with cu- it's like a cultural. It's like taking the cult- culture's temperature, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's just like this is where we're all at. All these horror directors all kind of thought about the same general thing, uh, and this has that too. Because they are they are they're all of their time. I would argue, the first one is like yeah, they're they're just sort of like uh, shitty dudes and horror, and it's kind of like gross to watch now. Um, it's a little dated. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but it's about punishing shitty dudes. Right, it's a, but in yeah. order to punish the shitty dudes, you have to show them being shitty. You have to feature them being shitty. Yeah. Um, two is like I don't know if two is two of its feels, time so much as it is less an like it escalation. A, yeah, two just feels more like an escalation rather than having a theme. Yeah, two doesn't have like the alien one is fun, but I generally that one's like underwhelming. Same with the eye one. Two is really elevated by just that one. It's, cult t- it's one. Timo's bit in it. Yeah, that's like the reason yeah. to watch. Oh, and the GoPro zombie one. GoPro zombie, GoPro is, zombie gorgeous. is cool. Yeah, the, yeah. That, those are the, then, those are the um, two stars of that of that film. Yes, 
And then uh, three. We don't even need to talk about three. Yeah. I think Uh, this one, VHS 94, I think is the only, in my opinion, is the only one where every single segment is like a home run. Right. Which is why what I'm getting at is, is this the best VHS? In my opinion, yeah. This is the best VHS. I love this movie. (laughs) Yeah. At first I had ranked two above it, but having now watched two again, uh, I think it goes VHS 94, VHS 2, VHS 1. And then there's no other VHS movies after that. No, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's wild to me. Yeah. They're, th- in general, they're getting better and better. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Let's... Well, VHS is done. Yeah. What, what's next? What do we got next, man? Well, we're nearing the end of this. And those are the ones that both you and I, Tom, we watched. We've both watched. That is true. Uh, do we want to talk about a couple of movies that only one of us watched. Um, I have two that I'm sort of like, ah, I could talk about either uh, without spoiling much. Um, one is, of course, No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie. Uh, the other is Wrath of Man, the new Guy Ritchie movie. Sure. Um, let me, well, I'll just say the James Bond movie, it was fine. Sure. Um, uh, my My review is that the first half is actually the best part. The part where there's... So they introduce a bunch of new characters. They introduce this new 007. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing like, quote unquote, woke James Bond. But what that actually just means is that they're, they're, James Bond is the same character. Right. The world around them is just a little better. Yeah. So like there's one of my favorite sequences they do is he teams up with like this smoking hot young lady um and you're like and she's like really nervous it's her like first like you know like day going out and doing this sort of job um and she's she's being very funny about it i forget who plays her i'm sorry is that the Uh, ana de armas character maybe she was really good she was really good um and in any other james bond they would sleep together right in point of fact there that there's that character is in man with a golden gun (laughs) and and he does and he does sleep with her no not that specific character but like a character that has that exact same like is kind of uh, it is ana de armas okay Um, it's like green and like is new on the job like that type they've done that archetype before and in point of fact he does sleep with her in that movie right and now realizing who this actress is from knives out and blade runner i'm like oh right it's her yeah uh yeah so she they they make her like smoking hot really charismatic they they but then they do the mission they like beat up all the bad guys and then they literally shake hands as like business partners (laughs) because he's fucking 50 yeah and she's not and they do that where it's like it's never comes up he's just like this was great you're doing great kid and they leave and so it's not they don't shove it in your face they don't do anything like they don't even point out like oh no he's too old for her none of that they just don't do it that's it that's all it takes you still get to watch this like two very hot people run around and like kick people yeah. and be sweaty yeah, be, like you be hot nothing is missing out of people yeah yeah nothing is missing it's from interesting because it. you could have like I, I i didn't see this one um mm-hmm. but you could have a lot of fun with taking with doing that idea like james bond himself is not changing but the the times have changed yeah so that is that is a fun idea of having him it trying is. to adjust to that shit but 
Well, they do. Th- that's a little bit in the previous ones. I don't know if you saw the previous ones. I didn't see Spectre. I've only seen Skyfall. Oh, okay. He gets confronted about things. Like he is, it, that is an element in it where it's like, you're an alcoholic, <laughs> you treat women bad. Like those are all things that are kind of brought up. Uh, <laughs> so like they do that, but again, they don't shove it down your throat. They just sort of make that slow transition um and and so like it's very well done in my opinion where it's like they're not commenting on it they're just doing the changes if that makes sense like they're just quietly doing the things they need to do um and so like stuff like they bring up they bring this new 007 and you expect like oh this is gonna be a big deal but james bond is just like "Eh, i'm fine with it like they kind of clash a little because of personalities um and they have a sequence where it's daniel craig um who's the new who's the new 007 oh geez i don't know i didn't see the movie is it lashana lynch i think that might be it um i'm looking at the cast uh and um Ana de armis and they all have like a kind of a sequence together where their personalities are clashing and it's like a a game like it's like fun and i was like this is fucking awesome the moment remy malik shows up the movie takes a dip not because he he's great he's doing a whole thing that you you'll you will delight in it's just that it starts becoming just a bond film after that like there's it's the third act is like ooh island base and it's just like ah oh, man i stopped caring um because because they sort of bench everybody else and then it just becomes a bond film and and i don't know if you love bond films you'll love it but it's like it just becomes every other after that you know yeah, sure. Um, I mean, that's you got to kind of expect that, though, for a Bond movie. It's yeah. going to be a Bond movie. It's also almost three hours. That's too long. Um, yeah, but it is the last one of the series, so I get it. Um, overall, it's I, I did like it. I, I did. Um, but there was a point where we were at, getting at the third act, and then um, something came up in my regular life, and so I just stopped watching the movie for a while and didn't even care, if that makes sense. Like, I, was, I wasn't that invested. Um, but then I finished it later. But you know what I mean, where it's like, it wasn't, it's a Bond movie. You know, you know, more or less. Sure. How things will turn out. Uh, so that's my review of No Time to Die. Okay, cool. Uh, should I grab something? Or what do we want to do? Yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell me about a movie you watched, Tom. Oh, man. Well, shoot. I've watched a couple. Um... Tell me about one that you're interested in that you that you enjoyed. Oh, okay, uh, uh, or that you hated. All right. Well, I feel like I kind of want to talk about a couple, <laughs> but I can do it. I can do it kind of quickly. I'll just go down the list. I wanted to talk briefly about the Last Duel, uh, the the yeah. Ridley Scott movie, which uh, I, I watched I think a week or two ago. Uh, it's very very good. Um, and not I think there's been a, a little bit of maybe miss miss misjudging or misinterpreting the movie that I've seen in, in, in some of the social meds, uh, primarily because the marketing isn't great for this movie. Yeah. But like, it's, ah, man, it's probably, it's, it's one of Ridley Scott's best movies. I think, um, mm. it just has really solid performances all around. Like Jodie Comer is great, but also my like, Matt Damon's killing it. <laughs> like he Matt plays, Damon can be very good. He's plays such a dope. Like that's kind of the, the thing of the movie, like the point of the movie is that uh you know it, it's telling this story from three different viewpoints um right but it ends with it begins with Matt Damon and each it, like the the premise of the film is uh, Jodie Comer is Matt Damon's wife she claims that uh 
Adam Driver uh, assaults her. Um, and back then, like you basically, if you were a woman making those kinds of claims, it was like you you couldn't really like you had to make it through your husband because they they go through this in the movie. It's considered a property crime. Jesus, because you're your husband's property. So like Matt right. Damon has to make the complaint, and so it base because she you know, wants to see justice done, they keep telling her like, well, you got to back down from this or else, you know, if, if, if we prove that you're lying, you will be burned alive. Uh, and, sure. and the ways that they prove that you're lying is, is real shitty. Like it's all like they, the movie really lays out how like, it's, it's just run, like time. I mean, like law back then. And, and as it still is now, is run by a bunch of dumbass men who base a lot of right. their laws on the Bible. <laughs> it just doesn't right. like it's it's a whole thing but like the movie is told from there are three different viewpoints and it starts with like matt damon and it says you know the truth according to this character and then it goes to adam driver and it's like the truth according to this character and then it ends with jodie comer and it's the truth according to her and when those words fade from the screen like the 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 two words the truth remain lingering on screen for like several seconds so oh, like, okay it's because both the story ends like you see the climax through her from her point of view and the he really kind of screams at you right there uh that this is the, what actually happened is her viewpoint like that's right. what actually happened um that there was some i've seen a lot of discussion where it's like people are either giving the giving the movie kind of shit for like suggesting that her her version of events isn't true or there's a lot of um people like wondering what's like well who was telling the truth it's like boy the movie is pretty clear who's telling the truth right some people are dumb and it's not Um, and it's not even really the the idea isn't even really that they're not telling the truth it's rashomon so it's like they're they're remembering it differently and like matt damon starts out with him being like this upright you know cool always does the right thing guy and then like he subsequently as you see him to the eyes of the other characters he's not those things it's like one of those kinds of movies and like all of the men are like the x-files episode exactly yeah all the men are idiots like they all have dumb haircuts like the i don't it's it's a lot more uh of a it's it's i'm trying to figure out the wording for it it's a lot it's a lot more like skewering of like patriarchy and and male politics and male dominated lawmaking and all these things than i think people realized it was going to be or thought it was going to be which is funny to me because the trailer does hint at that yeah in my opinion i remember the trailer kind of implying like they're they're sitting there fighting and she's the one who we we actually give a shit about you know like it's her life on the line yeah i mean you are Uh, you are for sure rooting for matt damon in the fight because if he if he loses she's gonna get burned alive for being like if the way the law works if he loses that means she was lying it's like what the fuck Right, it's dumb. It's real dumb, yeah. So you are still rooting for him, but yeah, it is like they both suck. <laughs> so it's it's you really just want like I don't know. It's it's very very good. That's awesome. It's well acted. It's I don't know. It's I don't. It's it. Yeah. I think it just think... got uh, weirdly misconstrued, and part of that is definitely from its weird marketing campaign. I think. Yeah, I think people have been hard on Ridley Scott. He he gets. He gets these quotes where like, and it's part, I'm not saying it's our fault necessarily. I think Ridley Scott is bad at interviews. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I don't really want to excuse him. Yeah. He said, um, but he said some plenty, plenty of some dumb shit in the past for sure. He, he, yeah, he has. And I think he, when you like 
try to analyze it, you're like, oh, I, I see what he was trying to say. Uh, and he's not necessarily wrong, but the framing of the way he'll say the stuff is like, Jesus Christ, man. Uh, yeah. So, like, I think people are just kind of irritated with him. For sure. Uh, and he hasn't, he's made some real stinkers. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm very curious about this film. I'm, I'm excited to watch it's it. It's quite good. Like, it's, like, really, truly, it's, it's a very good movie. Um, yeah. Jodie Comer's excellent in it. Like, Matt Damon's killing it. Ben Affleck is good in it. He, yeah, he plays like, he plays like this kind of, uh, just aloof prince, basically. Or not really a prince. He's like a, a governor, essentially. Um, right. Uh, and he he does it well. He's doing like a he he's t- the voice he decides to do sounds like a British comedian doing a Ben Affleck impression. <laughs> um, Adam Driver's great. Adam Driver's interesting <laughs> because I had just come off of watching him in something else. I forget what it was. Was it House of Gucci? Uh, yeah, that's right. It was House of Gucci, another Ridley Scott film. <laughs> um, but like because Adam Driver is such like a likable uh, personality, like in real life, um, I often forget that he tends to play a lot of villains. So like you started to watch the movie, it's like, Oh right. I'm supposed to, yeah. Like I'm not, it was, it right. was just interesting. He's to be a like, good bad guy. Yeah. To like kind of get that realization. It's like, Oh right. He's a fucking villain in this. I mean, he's one of many villains in this movie, right. but uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just a good movie. People should check it out. Um, All right. I will. People should also watch the feast. I wanted to bring, yeah, briefly I really want to watch the feast, the feast. If y'all remember, y'all, you, all you, we just watch heads. Uh, uh, it was a movie that deserved more hype that Dave highlighted a few months ago. It's a movie about this rich family having a dinner party and something is up with the lady that they've hired to be their server. Um, she seems to be some sort of spirit, some kind of forest spirit. And that's a hundred percent what the movie is. It's, it's Welsh. Uh, it's, it's entirely in Welsh, which is really interesting uh, because it's sort of a dying language. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Um, but it's 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 well done. It's a it's a slow it's a bit of a slow burn. There's more stuff peppered throughout, so that it's not. It becomes clear pretty early on where the movie's going, but it still is has a lot of slow burn um, uh, f- uh, features to it. I guess I would say right. elements, not features. I can't use my words today for some reason. It's all right, Listen, man, it's the end of 2021. Um, yeah. But the actress is great. She's real creepy. Um, doesn't doesn't speak a lot. It's a lot. It's a real Ryan Gosling in a Nicholas Winding Refn movie kind of role. Mm. Where she says maybe six sentences, uh, <laughs> and like there's that one of that might be the film's weakest element, but it still works really well for what the theme of the film is. Is that right? The 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 rich people that have her in their house kind of do all the talking for her without really realizing it. Like it's like at some point you're like, are you guys not realizing that she's just not speaking at all? <laughs> like she's not <laughs> answering you when you ask her things. She's behaving real weirdly, but uh, it, it, it plays into the theme really well. And it, it's kind of like a little bit of a uh, supernatural Welsh folklore mixed in there. It's a really good movie. It's a little grotesque. Ooh. Um, if you have a, it's not, v- people don't vomit in it, but there's a lot of like eating and like mm. grotesqueness associated with eating. So if that's like a particular right. phobia of yours, you should probably be aware of that. Um, again, there's no vomiting in it, but like it's close yeah. to it. Like it's it's like adjacent to that if that's like a thing that's like a, a phobia of yours. Uh, but it's quite good. Very creepy. Very well made. Uh, very sinister. Uh, just uh, 
real good, real good from beginning to end. And it's not, you know, it's it's one of the movies that deserve more hype. So I figured I'd talk about it since yeah. I actually watched it. And I think it's on Shudder. Okay, good. I'm going to check this out soon. I'm really excited for that one. Yeah, it's it's good, man. Yeah. All right. Shit. Um. Well, I guess, I guess I'll quickly say Wrath of Man. Uh, if you're into, like, it's a Guy Ritchie action movie. It's less Guy Ritchie than he usually is. Do you, does that make sense? Like the directing style? It's not very Guy Ritchie in the style. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a solid heist action movie. Like it's just a mm, like you you need a you need like a stereotypically dude action heist movie. You know, like an Inside Man or something like that. You you got Wrath of Man. That's it. It, it it's good. Cool. It's not it's not special. It's not amazing. Uh, it's actually probably one of his less like it's probably one of my one of his, the movies I like. The, it's on the bottom of the list of Guy Ritchie movies for me, but that doesn't mean it's bad. It just he just doesn't do anything. That's interesting. Directing wise, the, like it's actually very straightforward directing wise. That's interesting that Guy Ritchie, the idea that of Guy Ritchie making kind of like a boilerplate action thriller. Right, but it's very, it's just really fucking solid. Um, I, that's the thing is, I wouldn't even call it boilerplate. Yeah, because that's like that's a bit negative. Yeah. Yeah, it's still just like a, it's above average action movie, action heist. Like it's not, it's not like John Wick. It's like a grounded, you know, Heat or again Inside Man, where it's like a thriller action, more grounded. Uh, uh, and it sort of follows a bunch of different characters, so you get all the stories of what's going on it it tells the story kind of out of order and gives you pieces um for no reason but just that it makes it slightly more compelling that way Mm -hmm. you know yeah for sure um it's yeah it's just it's weird that my my biggest criticism is that it could have been directed by anybody uh and that's weird to me because guy Ritchie films you tend to know that they're guy Ritchie films you know like i can pick them out of a lineup without knowing because it's like oh yeah that's clearly his style mm-hmm. this less so much the only thing that makes a guy richie is the presence of a few you know key actors uh such as jason statham it's more like a jason statham movie than a guy richie movie that's what it is it's interesting yeah uh, yeah and they've got a new but, another one coming out in like january right because that's the other thing is i think he's just I think he's just proving to himself that he can do these different styles, which I, I don't mind because like that movie, I forget what it was called that he did before this. The Gentleman. Was very, The Gentleman, that's a Guy Ritchie movie. That's a Guy Ritchie you know? movie, but then like before The Gentleman, he did Aladdin. Right. And so I think he's just sort of experimenting with that. It's just weird to see a version of an action movie that isn't done that much in the Guy Ritchie style. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing or forgetting a few moments, but generally speaking, that was my impression uh that's it i guess do do we want to talk about um okay so are we done talking about movies yeah um i think so i wanted to highlight real quick um okay. there's a netflix original no one gets out alive from the i think producers of the ritual which was another mm. netflix horror movie um pretty good people should check it out it's uh if you liked the ritual uh no one gets out alive also has a cool monster in it okay yeah i need to see i need to see that i need to see antlers yeah i still need to see antlers there's a bunch i need to see i need to see lamb yep gotta see lamb gotta see lamb uh, i really um, i really want to watch spencer the Kristen stewart uh princess yeah. Diana movie because i've heard it's kind of batshit Ooh. um yeah 
So definitely need to watch that. I have a question. Uh huh. All right. What is the movie you're most excited for next year? Next year? Uh, I figured out. I know my answer. There's a couple, honestly. Like, I'm. Um, and it's kind. They're kind of all trash, honestly. Like, I'm. I'm really excited for Uncharted. Uh, yeah, that me shit too. is. Mm, that trailer was delicious. <laughs> I'm really excited for Uncharted. It's a good fucking yeah. treasure hunt. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the game. The trailer looked. Deli- I was, you know, dubious because this movie's been in production hell for like a decade, and then like Mark Wahlberg's mm-hmm. casting. I'm still like, I don't know how he's Sully. Uh, yeah. Mark Wahlberg can't really play anyone but Mark Wahlberg. Um, but after seeing the trailer, I was like, okay, this will probably work. Uh, yeah, I uh, I'm excited for Morbius. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, of course you are because uh, I love the shitty uh, adjacent Marvel Cinematic Universe that Sony is creating with Venom, and uh, yeah. just give me more of that trash, please. Trash '90s comics turned into movies (laughs) injected into my veins dump just pour it into my eye sockets i don't care deliver me morbius Mm -hmm. um uh, death on the nile fucking kenneth branagh coming back to play hercule poirot with his impossible facial hair um it's a I, i love murder mysteries and it's a murder mystery with another ensemble cast even though i thought the previous one murder on the orient express was just okay it was just okay but i enjoyed it but i enjoyed it um and got, fucking Top Gun, honestly. Top Gun. Because uh, Joseph this, Kaczynski directing. He's the director of uh, Tron Legacy. He's a good action director. Good visuals. Those are the, yeah, those are the big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some you missed, and then I think you'll agree with me about. Um, first of all, for the big ones, Moonfall. Fucking Moonfall! Moonfall. Oh, fucking throw the moon into my face, Roland Emmerich. Yep. I'm also so morbidly curious about Avatar 2 that you could call it excited. Uh, if, uh, I'm that, willing, if that comes I'm out. I'm about to say I'm willing to take bets on whether that actually comes out mm-hmm. next year. We'll see. Um, Tom, you forgot the Batman? The Batman, sure. Uh, there's the superhero ones. We don't have to talk about that. Uh, nope. Oh, fucking nope. Yeah, Jordan nope. Peele's next movie. Yep. Uh, but the big one for me, The Northmen. Oh, hell yeah. That hell is yeah. gonna be out of control. Uh, Eggers? What's his David Eggers? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's it's the director of uh, the Z-Witch, and Z-Witch, Robert Egg- Robert Eggers. Eggers that, or David Eggers is a fucking columnist, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always mix those two guys up because they have the same uncommon last name. Sue me. They do. Uh, the Northman is like, yeah, like a Viking revenge epic. Uh written by the guy who wrote lamb and robert edgars um starring alexander skarsgård anya taylor joy nicole kidman willem dafoe ethan hawk so you know oh and bjork's gonna be there i'm just now learning bjork sure of course she would be there i cannot wait (laughs) Uh, that's gonna be so fucking out of control i know i'm so excited Oh, and then, man. of course, some of his usual cast, Kate, uh, Kate Dick, Dickie, Kate Dickie. Kate Dickie, yeah, she's, she's the, the, uh, the mom in The Witch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's, and she was also in The Green Knight. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, fucking. Mm. I'm honestly kind of surprised Anya Taylor-Joy is in it because I've heard The Witch was super not a fun movie to make. Right, but that doesn't necessarily mean, uh, maybe because it was just so indie. Mm-hmm. 
that's my my guess is that it wasn't fun to make, but it wasn't because of the people making it. If that makes sense, it would yeah, it would seem that if two of the actors are rec- are coming to work with him again, then yeah, probably not. Yeah, and maybe they like maybe in general they uh, they. Uh, uh, worked something out like maybe it was a problem I don't know I'm also seeing that she's attached to an untitled, untitled David O. Russell film so maybe she just has real bad taste in directors I don't know uh, maybe <laughs> yeah maybe she just likes getting screamed at Done a couple of Shyamalans um, um. yeah <laughs> that's true I don't know I I'm uh, I'm so excited for her during Furiosa by the way yes oh man but uh, that, that does not come out next year to be clear no no. Um, the Northman does. You that. reminded me of something, and now I've lost it. Oh, Shit. No. There was a cool movie you reminded me of in talking about The Northman, I think. That's coming out next year? Yeah. Oh, well, I've forgotten. <laughs> what can we do? What can we do about this? I don't know. Was Shit, it, it was outfit? a good one, too. Was it Super Pets? No, it DC wasn't League Super, Super Pets. Pets. It wasn't Super Pets, Dave. Was it Lightyear? No, it wasn't that. Why are you doing this to me? I don't know. It wasn't any of those things. It's fine. It... It's fine. Okay. Because every it's you, fine. you're going to keep telling me uh, movies that it clearly isn't, and it's going to just keep making me get further and further away from <laughs> actually I- identifying you. the answer. I don't know what it was like. The Northman. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so, fuck. I want to work this out. Shit. Now. What was it? It's cool too. Like I was excited. I was like, oh right, that one. I I need to bring that up immediately before I forget, and then I forgot. Was it Jackass Forever? No. I'm excited about that. But yes, I am excited for that. But it wasn't that. <laughs> Shit. I don't know, man. Ah, uh, well. Who was it, it? Um, Secrets of Dumbledore? Mm-mm. Dave, <laughs> you're not helping. I know. I know. <laughs> should we end the podcast? You're sabotaging me. Yeah, I think we should probably end the podcast. All right. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. Death to 2021. Yes. We, we, we barely knew ye. Long live 2022. Uh, a, a wonderful year. Uh, filled with movies that will be good. They will be good. Boy, we hope so. They're going to be good, Tom. Or else. Movies are so good. Um, yeah. I'm going to scroll through this thing real quick, real quick. Oh, that, right, well, that, pe- that was it. That was it. Okay. I figured it out. It's the it's the black phone, Dave. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, that looks fun. The Scott Derrickson movie with Ethan Hawke playing a fucking goblin. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that does look Anytime fun. Ethan Hawke gets to play a goblin, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, that's mm, delicious. <laughs> Delish. <laughs> Delish. The unbearable weight um, of massive talent where Nick Cage is playing himself uh, as a CIA agent. That'll yeah. probably be good. There's another John Wick coming at us. The, yeah, more John Wicks. Jurassic World Dominion can eat fistfuls of my shit. <laughs> yeah, don't care about that. Uh, Scream. You know what? I'm into the new Scream. I don't give a shit. Sure. Fuck it. That's more nihilism, but I'm like, yeah, bring it on. The next Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that will already... Oh, that, that. yeah, the Spider-Verse one. Mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness, the Doctor Strange. Fuck it. There's a lot of fuckets where I'm like, yeah, yeah why not? gives a shit? Thor, e- Love and Thunder. That'll, I bet that's going to be a blast. That'll probably be good. Um, Evil Dead Rises? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Sure. There's some good shit coming Absolutely. our way next year. Uh, yep. Assuming the pandemic doesn't uh, resurge hardcore and shut everything mm-hmm. back down again. Yeah. No. Which, we, will, uh, we will see. We will see. It won't. It won't. It won't. <laughs> yeah. And we will get We'll get to watch Legally Blonde 3 as a nation. Hell yes. We deserve it. Yeah. We deserve it. We deserve it. All right. Uh, 
let me tell you guys about our Patreon real quick. <clears throat> so you go to you go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. You pay just five dollars a month and you get access to a bunch of podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek the Next Futurama, and our new one, Spiel Boys. That's all available there for five dollars a month. For a little more, you can watch movies with us every Friday night. Uh, we should be starting that back up uh, the hol- after the holidays, so yeah, watch out for that. Yeah, for obvious reasons, there won't be one on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, but we'll yeah. be back in, in Yanvar uh, with more movie nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a store, you guys. Uh, head over to GameFlyUnemployed.com where you can check out a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. Uh... So so slap your peepers on that. Yeah, slap your peeps you on it. You peeping fools? Mm. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we be done? Bye! Bye! Goodbye, 2021!